You're listening to The Red Tales, the Red by Moddy Body podcast, which candidly celebrates the messy and iconic parts of our teenage years and our bodies. From juggling changing friendship groups, dealing with first heartbreaks, and waking up to changing body parts, our teenage years are filled with the most defining and often cringeworthy moments of our lives. Luckily, we're not alone. Red by Moddy Body is sustainable, easy to use, period underwear for tweens and teens. It gives us the best protection against period leaks and stains so we can ditch pads and get on with living our best lives. I'm Sasha Meany, your host, and every fortnight I'll be joined by a young Aussie who isn't afraid to open up about the all too relatable moments from their teenage years and how they lived to tell the tale. Our friends play such a huge, influential role in our lives. They are our support system, source of entertainment, and our ride or die when things get hard. Yes, our friendship squad is there for the highs, the lows, and everything in between. My first proper solid squad was at the end of primary school. We were a group of four girls who called ourselves Mist because those were our initials. We would have wild, sugar-fueled sleepovers and attend dancing classes together. As we transitioned from primary school to high school, the four of us naturally lost contact and I had to find a whole new group of friends. I thought that once I found another solid group of people, I would be set for life. But sadly, I had to learn that moving and changing friendship groups is an inevitable part of life. Someone who understands what it's like to experience the ebb and flow of friendship groups is 20-year-old Ruby Blinkhorn. Today, she shares the tale of her first friendship squad and how it shaped her perception of friendship. So you are chatting to us today about friendships mm. and how formative they are for a young'un. So tell me about yourself when you were young. Yeah, sure. Um, I was, I think I went from a primary school where I was a really big deal uh, and definitely like a big top dog in the year six pool of 30 people um, to a high school where I didn't really know anyone uh, and I didn't know who I was, what I was. Uh, and so I was very shy, um, as shy as like I can be for someone who is now, um, a big extrovert, loud personality. Um, and so the friends that I made were through really small classes, like, um, in my arts class, I found three people who had vaguely similar interests to me and we clung to each other uh, and formed a little four-person group uh, and we would sit alone separate from the rest of the <laughs> from the rest of the year uh, in a tiny little spot where there was only room for two people on the one chair um, and yeah we spent all of our time together we played Minecraft together for most of the day and that was that was it, really. It was the four of us for many, many years. I, I can say their names, can't I? I mean, it's up yeah, to you. Nothing, Maybe just their first names. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say their first names. Um, it's nothing bad. Yeah. Um, so Cameron, our friend, she was like the sporty one. So she played rep soccer, would always get into the first team um, and was just very good at everything she did. Big overachiever. Um, my friend Katie was kind of like the cool one. Uh, she did scouts. Uh, so always had really crazy stories about these older kids that were like going into the bush and 
playing like a drinking game, which we thought at the time was just the craziest thing in the world. Uh, And then there was my friend Emma, who was very arty. Um, She would draw like pictures of us um, and was kind of like a bit nerdy into video games. Um, And I was just sort of the weird one that was a bit louder than the rest of the group um, and very performative um, but hadn't discovered drama yet so really didn't have an outlet for any of that weirdness so that was just imparted upon my group for the most of the time. <laughs> this is a ruby show for yeah, all of the yeah, first years was... of high school. <laughs> so Poor this was girls. in the very beginning of high school right? Yeah. So like year seven and you met through art class but it wasn't necessarily art that brought you guys together. How did you go about no. finding each finding each other I guess how did you meet I think like my earliest memory of it was an introduction in art class we just I think were sitting next to each other Uh, and then we all had like shared classes so like we did like two of us would have English together and then another two would have maths together and then we had like all of us in the same music class or art class or something like that. Um, And I think it was just like repeated interactions that forced us into friendship more so than. Absolutely. It's seeking it out. It's like kind of like I always think about it as in like solar system, whatever. It's like you're just on the same course and you keep knocking into each other. 100%. So you're going to influence each other. Yeah. And yeah, totally. Did you find that friendship easy because you guys kept, you know, repeating those classes, et cetera, et cetera, or were actually having like things in common? Mm. I think like, I definitely think it was easy, like, especially at the beginning. Um, we all like got along with each other really well. So we had like some common interests. Um, eventually we all were doing rowing together, um, which that's one way to bond a group of people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, it wasn't particularly like we were all super passionate about something. Um, it was just, we all got on well, we saw each other a lot. And I think like in a way at that point in time, in the earlier years of high school, none of us had found our places yet um so like we were a bit all felt a little bit lame but we were lame together so it was fine Um, (laughs) yeah and that made sense at the time (laughs) yeah and it's kind of like you because you just said you went from a primary school of 30 people and then you had a place there and then you moved to high school it's a lot bigger but you also found the place within that small group of people it's kind of like holding on to that Mm. construction and safe safety net of knowing where you are in a small group yeah Yeah. no I totally and when did you definitely notice Mm. the group starting to change and evolve like how did you guys progress throughout high school yeah when did the cracks form (laughs) um (laughs) no I think the first real uh, I like shake up to the group was um, when the other three girls who were all musically gifted in a way that I will never be uh, decided that they were (laughs) going to join the concert band, which meant that for one Friday lunch of every week, 
they would go and rehearse. Um, and that was great, except that now there was a Friday lunch every week where I had no one to sit with, no one to talk to and nothing to do. So I spent, I think, like a month doing that, just kind of like walking around and going to the library and like reading a book by the Oval um, because I was too scared to go and speak to anyone else. <laughs> um, and I was so worried that everyone knew that like my group had abandoned me. Um, they hadn't. They'd gone to a co-curricular. Um, so my solution to that at the time was to go and join concert band, um, which I had in my head that I could just sit on the side and like watch um, them play, which no, that was not allowed. Um, <laughs> the music teacher, who I think really pitied me because I looked a bit lost, um, made me play the drums and join the percussion section, which I was absolutely shocking at. And I feel so terrible for that <laughs> poor, like, principal drummer that was, like, trying to show me a jazz beat. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, like, the first kind of, oh, no, maybe this really insular group isn't going to work. Um, long term um, but yeah then like kind of as the years progressed and people started to find their place um, there were different friendships that evolved and like gradually there were like two more people that started sitting with our group which was oh terrifying at first um, but as that went on <laughs> our am I being replaced yeah definitely I was like who is Lauren <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, as it went on, I think <laughs> we all started to find different groups of people that I guess were more suited to us as individuals rather than as a group before. Mm, and, like, learning that you don't just have to have three friends. Like, having yeah. new friends doesn't devalue your old friends. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's a huge thing. Um, I find it so funny what you said about walking around. I was exactly the same. I did the whole like stay yeah. mobile. If I'm not in one place too long, yeah, nobody keep will going. notice that I'm by myself. <laughs> it was like, well, I cannot be seen sitting down alone. The horror. For more than five minutes. If somebody looks at me, I'm just looking for a friend. Yeah, just exactly. Just waiting for a friend They're in the outside bathroom. the toilet. They're in the bathroom, just waiting. Just waiting. 45 minutes. Someone come and get was there, was there tension because of the different interests that were involving? Like, did you ever speak to them about it? Did you say, mm, I feel yeah, left I, out? You know what? I think like one of the problems is we didn't really speak about it. Because um, I think everyone just wanted to stay in that world where we were all beautiful friends and like the group of four, like and nothing could hurt us. Um, so as we sort of started to diverge um you know in later years of high school it was just kind of unspoken and it was like oh ha 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 the good old days but also everything's fine nothing has changed it's all good like we'll still play minecraft together <laughs> um did you how did you go about finding new friends did you stay in concert band forever I did not I lasted um like a semester maybe um and I actually played a concert and it was 
it was good. It was fun. But I think it was pretty obvious to anyone watching that I had no idea what I was doing. Um, <laughs> I was like madly trying to keep in time and the poor conductor was just like, keep up the good work. Um, but I dropped out of concert band and found a different Friday lunch activity because I still didn't want to be alone. Um, and I joined the drama club, which was like they met every Friday lunch um, and the main kind of activity that they did was theatre sports. So I went from being like a regular nerd to a theatre nerd um, and just kind of found a love that the other three didn't share um, and made like a new group of friends in drama. And then I went on to do like that as an elective subject um, and started doing like the plays and the musicals, which I'd always been way too chicken to audition for. Um, (laughs) And that was kind of where I started to branch out and find a different group of people. Mm, For sure. And I mean, I feel like the for the listeners' sake, mm. could you touch on theatre sports a little? And like it's kind of philosophy because it's a terrifying thing that I hate with a passion. <laughs> and so but it, the philosophy behind it is so good in this situation um, mm. growing up and like learning to branch out. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think like the main thing that I immediately learned going into theatre sports is everything is right Um, and it's a good thing to fail, um, and you just accept every offer and you just say yes and you have fun. So for people that have not had the pleasure of witnessing or participating in theatre sports, uh, it's basically just improvised scenes where you get given a stimulus, like a location, uh, and you get up and you just... You make up a scene on the spot with a couple other people that is hopefully funny and it's often not and particularly (laughs) when I started, it was not. Um, But, yeah, the whole idea is that theatre sports acknowledges that it is not always funny and um, that sometimes it is bad. Uh, But that's okay and that's celebrated. Exactly. It's celebrated. And the most important thing I've noticed from observing theatre sports from mm. afar oh, yes. is the trust that you guys have yeah. in each other. Like that's an emotional friendship that would be so new for a high school student because it's founded off an emotion as opposed to like joint interests or rep- repetition in the schedule. It's yeah, it's just trust. Oh, yeah. It's scary. It was, <laughs> I think my first theatre sports group as well, they put me with um, like people that were two years above me because they were trying to integrate like the younger kids. So they put me with like in when I was in like year nine with year 12 girls and I was so petrified. Like I think if we weren't on the stage performing, I wasn't speaking. I don't think I spoke. <laughs> I just like nodded and said yes. <laughs> um but I and think- did your friends oh sorry no you no, no you go you go no you go no you please <laughs> you go <laughs> I can't remember what I was gonna say so you need to go <laughs> oh I'll move on then okay so <laughs> I was gonna say did your friendship group want to get involved in it at all in the way that you did for like concert band um not really 
like short story. Uh, <laughs> my friend, um, well, two of them like had no interest whatsoever. I think they were like, yeah, we'll come and watch you perform, but like do not want any part in it. Um, my other friend, Emma, actually had done one of the school plays before me. Um, so she was already like, oh, yeah, like I know what this is. Um, but I think she just found it kind of like fun and enjoyable to socialize, whereas I was a bit more intense about wanting to win competitions and and compete in theatre sports. <laughs> you are a competitive person. How did it um how did that make you feel? It sounds cheesy to say, but did mm. you like having them in that new space or would you rather have been left to yourself to grow and evolve? Yeah. Um well I think there was like there was that little bit of crossover at the start where like drama and stuff was still kind of fun and everyone like gave it a go. Um, but then when it started as you had to choose that as a subject if you wanted to continue with it um, and, you know, it got more, a bit more serious in terms of like senior drama club, um, they definitely were doing their own thing and I was doing my thing. Um, which I found really liberating because it felt exciting to be kind of, I guess, like good at something um, that my friends weren't involved in and it felt like very unique to me and very much like a personal journey that I was going on. And like I was proud. I was, it was exciting to finally have like my thing. Like I used, you know, I was weird and loud, but now I was weird and loud in a space where that was beneficial and where that was celebrated. Mm. And within your group, like, so you, did you grow apart or did you, like, did that hurt at all? Were there growing pains? Yeah. Um, I think retrospectively, definitely, uh, at the time, like, I don't really think we thought about it in that way. And everyone was, there's always like a lot of, I feel like just teenage angst about any sort of change um, and, and growth feels weird. Um, and I, I think like we, we definitely by the end of high school grew apart, um, which like I know that's definitely something that probably needed to happen for us all to grow as people. Um but I think, yeah, like people's feelings were kind of hurt and in growing apart, like there was something lost to those original close-knit friendships. Um, yeah. Do you still speak to them? So um, I still speak to one of them. Um, I speak to Emma. Um, <laughs> not as frequently as our schedules are permitting what am I trying to say not as frequently as I would like to but schedules alas uh, our schedule is very different um mm. and I like occasionally Instagram message another one <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I don't actually speak to one of them at all anymore um just because our lifestyles are so different and we haven't seen each other for that long um but I do think like, especially mm. with the two that I do still interact with, um, there is like a very nostalgic and kind of wholesome feeling of like love and 
fondness um, for like the friendship that we had and that we do still have, but in a very different capacity. What advice would you give yourself, like your younger self? Oh, I think I would tell my younger self to stop, to stop worrying about things changing because they will anyway. Um, and there's no point clinging on to things that really are not, are not serving you. Um, and just to, I guess, like enjoy the journey of growth. Um, like I think a lot of the times I was really hung up on, oh, I want to be better at this, like right now, or, you know, looking forward to like older girls and going, oh, I want to be that. I want to have that. I want to, I want to look like that. I want to be able to perform the way she does. Um, but everyone's on a different journey and, you know, you're never going to be someone else. So you might as well Mm. like just take a breath and kind of enjoy where you are at that moment. Um, I think that would have reduced my anxiety a lot to (laughs) kind of know and believe that at the time. Has that allowed your perspectives on friendship to change? And if so, like how do you treat Mm. your friends as growing people themselves now? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's more of like, I like to kind of look at it as maybe a more mature approach to friendship now. Um, because, you know, especially going to university, it's like you just meet uh, astronomical amounts of people. Um, a lot of whom I think you get on really well with. And a lot of people that I just, I love, and I think are great and I want to interact with, um, but just kind of knowing that sometimes like a lot of friendships require more than just like a mutual kind of connection. Um, you need to have like lifestyle alignment um, or it's just <laughs> completely impractical. Uh, and sometimes like friendships will change and you'll, you'll grow close with people and then lose that closeness over time. And that's, a very natural thing to happen and I think yeah like you can find friends in a whole bunch of places like the people that I work with are some of the closest friends that I've made in my whole life um and like I think I never would have thought that that could be something that can be born from a workplace so I think I'm much more like ebb and flow sort of philosophy when it comes to friendships now cool well thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me (laughs) thank you for your advice i hope it's helpful to someone (laughs) i'm sure it will be i'm sure it will be ebbs and flows ebbs and flows baby ebbs and flows is it just me or did friendships feel so much simpler when we were younger all you had to do was just hang out with the kids on the playground and they were instantly your friend If you became really close, you may have even received one half of a best friend's forever heart necklace, a symbol of your commitment to always hang out at lunchtime and share your snacks. Yeah, those necklaces were as symbolic as an engagement ring. But as we get older, juggling our friendships can feel so much more complicated. You may find yourself surrounded by a group of people but still feel like you really don't belong. Or you may be someone who is struggling to find people that just get you. It's normal to experience both situations, and it's actually more common than you'd think. 
Even though you may look around and see people surrounded by lots of friends, we bet that they also struggle with juggling their friendship groups. If you're someone who feels like you no longer have anything in common with your group of friends, then it's okay to find different friends. As you progress throughout high school, you'll find that your hobbies and desires will evolve and grow. Sometimes that means that you'll no longer share interests and that's okay, but soon you'll find the people that you really connect with. If you're the friend who feels left behind, it's okay. We know how hard it is to go through a friendship breakup. It's a natural part of life to have people come and go in our lives. Most of the time, it has nothing to do with us. We know that right now, it feels like school is your whole world. But the good news is that friendship emerges from many different places. You can find your squad at your part-time job, a sports team, or extracurricular activities. The best friendship advice we can give is this. Be the type of friend that you would want to have in your life. If you're someone who values trust and honesty in a friend, then be someone who is honest and trustworthy. If you get frustrated when other people gossip behind your back, then set an example and be someone who aims to encourage and uplift others. Remember friends, the golden rule, treat others as you want to be treated, has never been more relevant. Thanks for listening to The Red Tales, the Red by Moddy Body podcast. If you enjoyed tuning into today's episode, related a bit too much to the story, or learned something new, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. If you're curious about how Red by Moddy Body underwear protects you against period leaks and you'd love to give it a try, visit the Red by Moddy Body website at moddybody.com red. You can even join the Red Squad by signing up on our website to receive exclusive VIP offers. Because you've tuned into our podcast today, we're giving you a special offer that's exclusive only to our podcast listeners. Simply use our special code PODCAST and you'll get a 10% discount on any red product, excluding bundles. Lastly, to keep up with all things red, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Red by Moddy Body. Remember, life is messy, but your period doesn't have to be.